What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get me to draw you just about anything. Check out what I've done for others and see what I can do for you at DrawYouAPicture.com. Also by our patrons like Dan Meredith, Daniel Hafner, and Donnie, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get patron-only bonus stories, stickers, and more. Join today at Patreon.com slash ThatStoryShow. Hi, I'm Rowan from Campbell River, BC, and you're listening to That Story Show. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hallelujah! Yeah. Hey, who's was cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into the sleeve. I was <laughs> I left her some guano. <laughs> Hey, how you doing, podcast people? This is That Story Show, where we bring your real-life stories into the spotlight. It is episode 411, brought to the week of May 12th, 2022. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Hey, I'm John, and James, I want to tell you, I'm afraid for the calendar. Oh, you're afraid for the calendar. Yeah. I am. I'm afraid for it. You know, its days are numbered. Oh. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Be here all week. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I do appreciate you, John. I do. I really do. Um, yeah. My counselor told me to say that as many times during the day as I can. I appreciate John. <laughs> I appreciate John. I appreciate okay. John. Um, I also appreciate today that we have a special guest host in the third chair. Uh, welcome to the show, Stephen Forrester. Hey guys, I'm excited to be here and can't believe that I'm speaking with the John Steinklubber. Oh, <laughs> oh the John Steinklubber. Who's that guy? Yeah, I, I'm i pretty amazed too. It's it's like having an angel in your bathroom all the time. Oh. So <laughs> Why the bathroom? I don't know. I say, watching your pee? Or what? When, when I was a yeah, kid, I, that. I think every child has asked the question, can God see me in the bathroom? And um, I believe the answer is yes. He just doesn't care. You yeah. know? <laughs> That's good. So, uh, or he doesn't look. I don't know. <laughs> well, he sees us when we're coming and going and rising and, and you know, setting and 
running and skipping and jumping and diving and I don't know. I, I just the think hairs he, on top of your head. He's got him numbered. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, and he thanks you, John, for not taking up too much of his time. Right. Oh, <laughs> it's a bald joke. Yeah, because I'm bald. So Stephen Forrester <laughs> is not just a listener of the show. He's a longtime friend of the show. He's had stories multiple times. Uh, especially last week, he contributed our Christian Mingle story, which is easily one of my favorites. Uh, he's got another one he's going to share with us later in the show. Uh, but Stephen, tell us a little bit about yourself. You are a minister. You are a traveling evangelist. You are a singer. You are a ventriloquist dummy. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I I operate the dummy. I'm not. Yes. Oh, okay. You, you got it pretty close, yeah. So I'm I'm from Michigan, stalkers. Um, I travel a little over a hundred dates a year all across the country. I sing gospel music. I play several different instruments. Um, I am a ventriloquist. I have a a whole box full of friends who travel in the back of my van. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if it's for a Sunday service, I also preach or I, I do revivals. I do concerts. I sing mostly for churches, but I do a fair number of senior retirement homes in the middle of the week. Um, and then I also will do like. RV parks, state fairs, county fairs, you know, by anywhere the Lord leads. One time I sang for a family reunion, didn't even know the family, but they asked me to come sing. So I was like, all right, nice, cool. Nice. So you can find um, more about him at ForresterMinistries.com. Again, that's ForresterMinistries.com. And you can look up his music. I know some of you guys are really into gospel on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, YouTube, you name it. He's on there. Just look up Stephen Forrester. Again, Stephen Forrester Ministry. I mean, I'm sorry, Stephen Forrester and Forrester Ministries, F-O-R-E-S-T-E-R Ministries.com. And we're glad to have mm-hmm. you today, man. We it's the honor is ours. We appreciate yes. it. Oh, no, the honor is totally mine to be speaking with the John Steinklobber. Wow. Uh, I, <laughs> he said it first. It's the Stephen Forrester. And yeah. Even his guitar <laughs> oh, actually, has a mustache. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> No, actually, I was I was glad to be here. Uh, James read my Christian Mingle story last week, and I was so honored. And then he had a a long list of Christian Mingle questions, and I don't know if we'll have time today, but if he still is curious, I can answer some of yeah, those. Yeah, I'll be glad hmm. to to get some of those in. Actually, <laughs> and we actually got another Christian Mingle story uh, from a listener that I'm looking forward to reading uh, as well, too. So, but we always start with an opening story. Today is called Elope Nope, and it's from Annie P. She says, it was a week before my now husband and I were to elope to the mountains of Asheville to get married. I was Ooh. getting some guacamole ready mm. for dinner. John, you're going to love this one. As most of I you like know, guacamole. as most of you know, that involves avocados. Have you uh-huh. cut open one of these before? I yes. Have, yeah. I have yeah. many times, but this was a bit different. As I tried to cut around the pit to open it in half and remove said pit, the knife I was using went Right through the pit and right through my hand. Why? The pit was totally rotted and just fell apart. I am am a righty, so it it went into my left hand just between my first and middle fingers. First and middle fingers? It just so happens that my (laughs) soon-to-be husband walked through the door just in time to hear me scream, Crap! (laughs) Although I screamed something quite different. What? What yeah. did she scream that was quite different from that? Yeah, I knew you were going to ask because you don't know. You don't know those words. Um, what other <laughs> thing would you say for crap when you stab your hand? Exactly. I quickly thought uh, to take off my engagement ring, and then I grabbed oh. some towels and a bag of peas before bag heading peas. to urgent care. 
What did, what did peas do to deserve getting blood all over know. it? I don't know. Bloody peas. <laughs> peas. They stitched me up and put my hand, but my hands uh, and fingers were too swollen to get my ring back on. So the following week we got married, but I had to wear my ring on my right hand. Doesn't count. Mm. It doesn't count. And the photographer, the, the <laughs> photographer was able to do the magic flip classic hand over hand wedding ring shot. So it looked like the ring was on my left hand. Since we eloped, nobody was there to see the boo-boo hand anyway. Hope you enjoyed it and hope it makes it on the show. Annie P. <laughs> so if it, if it was on the wrong hand, does that make the ceremony null and void? That's what I think. I think it's fake. Yeah. I Are think they living in sin? They're living, oh, no. they're living in sin. I'll tell you, when, when me and my wife got married, um, I, I, I think I've shared this before, but I, I was supposed to have brought the marriage license for the minister who officiated to sign. <laughs> I did not bring it. And my wife, my brand new, beautiful, lovely clad in white wife hit it, hit the roof. I mean, she was so stressed <laughs> out about this. We're not really married. We can't go anywhere. We're in, in, in the hand picture that he talked about where our hands are closed over each other. Every time I see that picture, I shudder because she was screaming at me the entire time our hands were touching. Oh. We're not going to be able to go to Disney World. Well, everything, it's not real. It's null and void. And, and the, the, the maid of honor came in. I just begged her, please go talk some sense to my crazy new wife. And um, she's like, Jennifer, it still counts before God. It's just a legal thing. You can have it signed when we get back. I can't believe he forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we, we went on. She finally calmed down. We we had thri- the, the bird seeds thrown at us and stuff. And uh, we, that's what makes it a manner. Yeah. Marriage. Yeah. When you get bird seed in your in your yeah. shirt. But well, uh, we went, to, Dis- we went yeah. to Disney World and we came back. And we set up house and there was a bunch of leaflets and stuff that we had gotten when we picked up our marriage license. And my wife was like, uh, do we throw these away? I guess so. But she thumbed through one of the leaflets before she threw it out. And guess what? There was the daggum um, uh, marriage license. She had put it inside this booklet after we had gotten it to keep it nice. And there's no way I would have known even if I had remembered to look for it, which I didn't, uh, I would have never been able to bring it. So it was mm. her fault. It was her fault. <laughs> so. I, I have performed one marriage uh, ceremony in my um, ministry career. And yeah. I believe, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe that technically it becomes legal when the minister signs it. So I guess she wasn't entirely wrong. But <laughs> Right. But, be- yeah. but before God, we were fine. That was the part yeah. she was tripping yes. out about, you know. So anyway. It's all right. <laughs> uh, let's Very rewind weird. the week. All right. So mine, mine's an LBB, actually. One of the many tools of the devil. Um, so have you guys ever been like at a drive-thru and you're saying, hey, can I get a large fry and a Diet Coke? And they go, no. Have you ever been... In that situation before? No. No, I can't say that. Oh, really? No. Several I've times. Heard say they're out of that. Several times in my life, uh, I've gone up to a counter and I've asked for my order and I say, can I get? And they just say no and look at you for a little while. And it's a joke. 
because then they laugh and they say, ha ha ha, it's just kidding. Um, yeah, I'm so funny. I'm, I I'm, got you with that. <laughs> I have to serve people all day and I just want to rebel somehow. And this is the only way is passive aggressively joking to you. Well, anyway, yeah. we go to this restaurant all the time. Me and Jen, we're regulars. I mean, they know us there. And it's called Cybergs. It's here in, in St. Louis. It's great. John, John, I'll have to take you when you come down. Um, All right. I have to take your old family. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's my favorite place. Um, but uh, we go in there and we go in there to have a seat, but we have to go to the guy who's behind the, the little podium and tell him we want a seat. You know, you have to tell him you want to sit down before they'll let you sit down. And so we're like, hey, we want to get, you know, for two. And he goes, Oh, I'm sorry. The dining room's closed. And he just has this butt looking grin on his face. Like, like I am so clever. I'm going to just totally get one over on you. And I went, Oh no, they're closed like that. (laughs) Really loud. The place is obviously open. It's packed full of people. My wife though, doesn't get the joke. And immediately she's like, Oh my gosh, James, I'm so hungry. I'm going to die. I can't handle this. And I said, he's joking, babe. He's joking. And sure enough, he's like, oh, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm like, Man, if I could have your job right now. But anyway, he's, he's an LBB. One of the many tools of the devil. So just a partial LBB though, right? I mean, you know, what? Cause what? Was, are you taking joke. his side? It's the, no, it's a I, bad he's joke. A jerk. It's a bad what? joke kind of person would do if that. it's not funny to the people you're telling it to it's not a good <laughs> joke it's mm-hmm. if it's only funny to you then it's 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 not a joke it's a uh it's yeah. it's a trick prior to mm. my prior to my uh moving over into full-time ministry i worked at my local dairy queen for seven years and four months Ooh. Uh, a long time for fast food work wow <laughs> and yeah you owned the place didn't you well, just about when I came in, I was the new kid. When I left, I was the old man. But uh, <laughs> we used to do all kinds of things in the drive-through just to mess with people, especially if there was. We had some regulars, some people who would come, and you knew their order before they were going to order. Yeah. And I, I had I had one guy who was from my church come through, and he uh, I said something. He made an order, and I recognized him because with my drive-through, you can see the car from the window. And uh, I said something to the effect of, "I'm sorry, we don't serve your kind here," or something. Ooh! Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it may have been slightly worse actually but we'll, we'll say that's what i said and oh. uh, he's like what but then oh, uh, yeah, what yeah oh. i'm like not i'm like no mr warner it's me it's steven i, I got oh. you come on up so oh man <laughs> i was about to pull out my pistol on that boy dude you trust can... me he would that guy has that guy you trip over guns <laughs> at his house i'll tell you i was gonna say you that would get you shot here in st louis no joke no <laughs> joke <laughs> You don't do what, you know, unless it was McDonald's, then they'd be like, well, you don't serve anybody here. So, you know, <laughs> not ice cream because <laughs> <laughs> our, our McDonald's are ridiculous. Anyway, John, what do you got? Uh, I, I really, I don't, I don't have anything good. I, I have something, but it's another fart joke and it's just, that's fine, John. It, I don't want to, I don't, People I don't, love because you. last week I had one and it's, I just, you know, I but I will tell you tell you this. This week, we set a record for how many cracked Chromebook screens we got. Oh, really? How, what's the day. record? It's like four. Oh, wow. Wow. I don't, are these I don't your know. students? It's, yeah, these are the students at the school here. And 
I don't know what they do. I, I think they're trying to play ping pong with their Chromebooks. It's like the last few weeks of school, so they're just going crazy with... Mm. Uh, I don't know where their brains go, but... Yeah, it's it's a full-time job just trying to keep up with that, so... Oh, man. So if you're listening right now and your school issues you a Chromebook, be kind to your IT guy and, and don't break the screen. Just don't. Yeah. Mm. Please. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. That's That's mean. Uh, nice. <laughs> Don't be mean to the screen, you know? Yeah. There we go. Make yeah. a poster. Put it all over the Make walls. Make it a meme. Yeah. That'd be a new uh, NLCast t-shirt there. Yeah. yeah. Don't be mean to the screen. So, what about you, Steven? <clears throat> well, um, I got one here. Uh, so, I, I'm married and I have two boys. I have a, a one who is going to be five years old at the end of this month. And then I've got a two-year-old, turned two back in January. And this past Sunday was Mother's Day, of course. And right. my uh-huh. church... My church uh, canceled their Sunday night service. They did some things on Sunday morning, you know, the typical honor mothers, give them gifts and flowers, all that stuff. Um, and then we knew in advance that they were going to cancel the Sunday night service because the attendance is terrible on the on Mother's Day anyways at night. So they're like, yeah, let's just go spend time with your family. Yeah. So we knew that in advance. My wife is like, you know, you're home from traveling. Can we, can we go do something special? My wife and I love to ride bikes. And we live... In a, a relatively rural area, and you can ride bikes here, but despite how out in the country we are, the street we live on is still surprisingly busy. Mm-hmm. So we like to like ride bikes and talk, and you can't really do that with cars rushing by us. So my her parents live about seven minutes from our house in a subdivision, and it's real quiet. It's real easy to ride bikes and just talk. So mm. we load up the bikes in the van. We go over to the house. We drop the kids off with them. They were going to play with the kids outside, and they live right behind a Lutheran church, like like backyards right there and the uh the church has a little playground that they let neighborhood kids play on nice and so we drop we drop the kids off and my my in-laws have got them they're gonna have the kids ride scooters and play in the playground while we go red bikes so my wife and i ride for like 45 minutes to an hour have a wonderful time we come back and the first thing i see is my almost five-year-old crying his eyes out and i'm like oh heavens what just happened i came up and he had Either he hit a rock or the wheel of his scooter caught his shoe. I'm not quite sure what happened Ooh. there, but he was riding his scooter at top speed. And believe me, oh, that, that, no. kid, that kid can really haul the mail. I mean, he can almost keep up with our bikes on his scooter. <laughs> he, he hit a rock or a shoe or whatever whatever it was. Yeah, that's a that's a Yankee Michigan term, John. I'm not um, familiar with that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So by the time I came back, he had um, fallen and uh, he broke the fall with his face. Oh, yeah. The best way I can describe it is, do you remember how they made Two-Face look in the Dark Knight? Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't quite that. through his cheek. (laughs) It wasn't quite that bad, but that's that's the first thing that comes to mind. And he uh, he took it on his nose, and he he obviously hit his left side because he took it on the left side of his nose, his left uh, upper lip, his left forehead, his left cheek. Uh, But I was proud of him though, because even though he was crying, he still was man enough. He wanted to get back on the scooter and do it again. Right. So Ah. so I'm like, all right, I'm raising him right. So he's got got a few battle scars, and then uh, he wants to keep riding. But I he started perking up and smiling real big when I told him, hey buddy, that blood it looks like war paint. So he was really excited about that. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but that sounds awesome. Now, I, yeah. I, you know how to get that out, right? I've seen people online, when they have a scratched surface, you just start with a high grit sandpaper and you, <laughs> you you go and you work down the grits till you're like at 600 and then 2000 and then you wet sand and then you buff uh, with a polishing <laughs> compound and it'll work all those scratches right out. 
So, right. dude, you start, I almost spit up my water when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have a smooth face, too. Yeah, it'll be nice and shiny for school. So it'll be great. Only uh, half of it, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just do the whole thing just for fun. Uh, we, we need to thank some patrons because we have a bunch of new ones. Jedediah Bueno became a $1 patron. Autumn became an annual patron at a dollar a month. Nathan Laberte became a $5 a month patron. Mackenzie Murphy became a $5 patron. And Carrie Bernhardt upped their pledge from $16 to $18 for a total of $216 annually. So thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. uh, Just here's my pitch for for Patreon. It, It goes to support the show. And and make it better so we can make a better show for you. Uh, and and all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash that story show. You can sign up for a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, ten dollars a month, whatever you can afford, and you get more bonus stories every single week. We record anywhere from 15 to 25 to 30 minutes of bonus content for every single show. And you not only unlock stuff from now on you get content from the past uh 30 or so shows as well so unlocking a vault yeah and and so it's it's definitely worth it and it's a chance for you to say thank you so uh we love our listeners we love our listeners but our backbone we always say is our is our patrons because when when stuff hits the fan and and we can't get the equipment we need and all that kind of stuff it's never been an issue because that patreon support has always been there and we appreciate you and uh and hope you will consider joining uh jedediah autumn nathan mckenzie and carrie we appreciate you guys uh one announcement before we jump into our featured story that uh steven's going to bring us is June 11th, 2022 is just around the corner. It is le- it is less than a month away as of today, and the deadline is coming soon. So if you're coming to um, our, our meetup, uh, registration is open at narthexcon.com, June 11th from 2 to 6. Uh, it, it would love to have you there, but if you want a T-shirt and stuff, the, the registration deadline is coming soon, and I got to put that order in. And, uh, you know, it's filling up. I mean, people are signing up left and right. Uh, I've got folks that awesome. are making a whole vacation out of it. Um, pe- folks that are flying in folks that are driving in. It's, it's just going to be a uh, blast. I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting everybody that's coming. I, I wish we could do a tour. People are like, you should come to Atlanta. You should come here. You should come there. I'm like, well, maybe one day we will, you know, what? Yeah. gum it. You know, Atlanta's close for me. I could do that. Go to Atlanta, Super. go to Texas, go to California, you know, just tour around a little bit. It'll be That'd fine. Be awesome. I thought about it. I, I really wanted to come to your uh, Narthex Con this year, but I looked at my calendar and realized I'm singing in Kentucky. Oh. I actually was I was yeah. looking at it trying to figure out how could I make it because I really wanted to do it. And I'm like, ah. Priorities. But, yeah. Next time we'll just hire oh. you and, and um, we won't let you sing, but we will hire you <laughs> to sing. <laughs> And that way you can come and enjoy yourself you and go. you're getting paid. It'll be great. We there will you pay you to come to Narthex Con. Yeah. Yes. So. Anyway. Here's a, here's a preview for you, John. Uh, J- when James heard my music after we met up back in January, he admitted it wasn't really his thing. He didn't really care for it, but he appreciated it. And I thought, wow, James doesn't like my music. I know there are other people who, <laughs> who don't, but I like to, 
There are people who don't like my music, and I like to call those people sinners. Oh my gosh! Well, I'm definitely a sinner. There's no doubt about that. Anybody that knows me knows I got issues, but I, I, (laughs) it's not. I don't like it. It's just not my style. It's it's gospel music, man. You got to have a heart for that stuff, you know. And uh, I don't know. I was raised in the South. I've had my fill. I've had my fill. But but I know what makes good gospel music, and I know bad gospel music when I hear it. And you are good. So how about that? How about it? You just you just moved to one cooler degree of hell. Then all right. (laughs) (laughs) Well. I'll save you guys a seat just in case you make oh. <laughs> I get what there before you. Why? John's an angel. He doesn't get that joke. Yeah, John. Yeah, fallen angel is more like it. But anyway, uh, it's time for us to do our featured story. Let me tell y'all a story. So if you guys remember, Stephen Forrester brought us last week a Christian Mingle story, and I had questions. And uh, Christian Mingle, of course, is an online dating website for Christians. And I wanted to know how many click boxes and how specific can you get? Because there's a lot of different kinds of Christians, you know? Yes. Um, There's, you know, not to mention just denomination, but even interdenominationally, uh, there are some Baptist churches that love to rock the house down, and some of them don't want drums on the stage and need a pipe right. organ, you know? Uh, Pentecostals, they do the same thing. Some of them are just like a, a good, quiet Southern Baptist church, and others, they, they swing from the chandeliers. So how does Christian Mingle work exactly? Well, my my data is from 2014. Um, I haven't been on Christian Mingle since I got married, so it's it's a little bit dated probably. Okay, but, okay. Um, I can tell you, I, I tried a few different dating websites before I met my wife, and the reason I liked Christian Mingle the most was how much they let you narrow it down. Ah. Um, so, like, I, I tried eHarmony, but, and you can do some um, profile searching on that, but it's mostly just matchups, right? That's, that's kind of their featured thing is matching you up with your supposedly ideal mate. Christian Mingle had that feature, but it, it wasn't really the point of being there. You can re- create a profile. You can put as much or as little in there as you wanted, but the more you put in there, the luckier you're probably going to be. And mm-hmm. they let you to they let you narrow it down the field from obviously male or female, and then you can your age range that you're looking for in a mate, um, church denomination, uh, distance from you. Ah. Um, you you could do that. Um, oh. And then there was a personality Somebody test. far away, just in case you didn't work I out. Would, I would put yeah, exactly. I would put like r- r- like as far away as Quick Trip. You know, yeah. <laughs> and see if there was anybody really close, like that I could well, go. They, I could yeah. go over to their house right away. Yeah, there you go. Look through their no, window. No, they they had it uh, like five miles, ten miles, fifty, a hundred, five hundred, five hundred, or anywhere. Um, I put in up to five hundred, and I wound up marrying a girl who was five hundred and thirty. Actually, <laughs> he but, was desperate. Um, it's hmm. like there's not a woman in, in this state. It's going to make me happy. Well, I'll tell you, I have three brothers. Um, All of us are born in Michigan. None of us married Michigan girls. We all had to go outside the state. No, but (laughs) Christian Mingle. Yeah. And I actually hold the record for the farthest away, the the farthest miles to to, to get a girl. But Christian Mingle actually lets you filter it down quite a bit. And uh, it it was pretty cool. And you could take a personality test, and then um, they would give you a color code. 
And they, they s- clarify that any colored person could marry any colored person with these codes, but wow. there are certain, if you turned out you were a wow. red or a blue or a yellow can, or, can or a white. Can you say or that again, just for the record? Yeah, just, uh, as that came out of my mouth, I was like, that probably didn't sound right. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. Somebody is going to clip that, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to be hated on by the, by the left. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean that how it sounded. Let's put it that way. But any... Any color type personality. Any person any of color can marry any other. Per- oh gosh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, keep shoveling that manure, James. Just go ahead. <laughs> no, but the you could do that, and then you could put in. Um, they had a lot of optional stuff for like, what kind of movies do you like? Um, what kind of music do you like? Jesus um, they asked, movies. They they asked uh, how frequently do you attend church? Um, oh. You could put in church denomination. You Every could filter- day. Yeah, you you could you could uh, filter your searches by church denomination and weed those down a little bit. Um, you, and then do there you was, call him Jehovah a, or Yahweh or yeah, Daddy? Exactly. You know. Yeah, and then um, that you could then there was a, a an open box where you could write anything about yourself and oh, then wow. post pictures and everything else. And so the more you filled it out, the the better you had better chance you had of meeting somebody. So right, but it worked yeah. for you. It did. It did. How many that's times awesome. did it take before it worked? Well, uh, it took it took a few. Actually, that's part of my story. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, All right, let's then. jump into it. That's a good segue. All right. My featured story. So I was actually on Christian Mingle three times. Um, the first time I was on there, I had just gone through a breakup and I tried it and I just created like a quickie profile. Like I didn't even put a picture up, didn't fill out anything. Like I didn't pay. You, there's a free version of it, but you didn't want to do that because it was so limited. It was pointless. Um, yeah. I didn't pay. I just got on there f- for free in like 30 minutes just to see what it was. And then I turned chicken and shut it down that night. Um, <laughs> I, I want a wife, but I don't want to work for it. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want a free was, wife. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. I was just, it wasn't, was not the time. So I, I shut it down and put it to, away for a while. Then I got on there. Um, in 2013, and that was where my previous last week's story came from. So if y'all didn't hear it, check that out last week. Yes. Um, yeah. that, that story, um, didn't work out obviously. <laughs> and then that, that, after that happened, tattoos. That, yeah, the tattoo story. Oh, that's so cringy. <laughs> and no, James, there's no checkbox for tattoos or piercings. That's Sorry. crazy. Yeah. Unless, Cause unless some people are really there, religious about that, you know? And and apparently you are one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, I tell I tell people I was I was raised in a very very conservative, old fashioned, independent, fundamental, homeschooled. Wow. Devil devil hating sin hating pew jumping gravy sopping biscuit eating King James version only Baptist family. There you but, go, uh, Pastor Reverend Brother yeah. Bishop, Michigan, man of God. That just sounds out of place. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, but um, so so I was on there twice, and after after the the thing with the tattoo girl didn't work out, um, it kind of proved to me that I still wasn't ready. So I shut my profile down. I'm again. sorry. And then, I love how she had one little tiny tattoo underneath her bracelet, and she's tattoo girl. She's like, she's <laughs> yeah. doomed. She's going to hell now because she had she made a mistake when she was 18 that she regrets, or at yeah. least her wrist is. Yeah. The rest of her might be okay. Yeah, yeah. Her wrist is going. As I look at my exactly. own tattoo that's on my forearm, I'm like, oh <laughs> goodness. Doesn't the Bible say if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off? Yeah, that's you know, true. <laughs> I, I right. love Buzz Lightyear. Or if though. it's tattooed. Uh, yeah. So, oh boy. So, so after after that didn't work out, I still I realized I still wasn't ready yet. So I shut it down for a while. Then in 2014, I got back on it and decided, all right, I'm gonna give this a serious go. When they got the tattoo checkbox. 
<laughs> yeah, when they, when they added that feature, yeah. So, so I, I got on there and I, I talked to a couple different people and, and, and spent some time on it. And I learned you have to have, if you're going to do online dating, for all the listeners, if you're going to do online dating, you have to have uh, two things. One is you have to have some spiritual discernment, pray about it, search it out, think about it, you know, it'll be, be very prayed up on it. And two, you have got to have a sense of humor. Because mm, mm. you, everything starts off anonymous, and then gradually you reveal more about yourselves than your names, and then you meet up. But, <laughs> that sounds but scary. Their, no, yeah. But their profile, their profile names would be something like "I love Jesus" nineteen ninety five, and then you'd start reading into it, and in their personal descriptions they put up, you're like, "I don't see Jesus anywhere in that." Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but after after being on there for a little bit in twenty fourteen, um, I was contacted by what seemed to be a pretty pretty nice lady. But as I as I kind of looked through her profile and and just prayed about it a little bit, I thought, you know, this probably isn't right. She seems nice enough, and she's probably going to be great for somebody, but not for me. So, as carefully, kind of like your music, char- yeah, <laughs> as as carefully and charmingly as I could, I said basically thanks, but no thanks. And she responded back, took it very well. It was totally fine. And then a short while later, another young lady contacted me, uh, who if it would eventually turn out to be my wife. And she was from the northeastern part of Wisconsin. I'm from the central part of Michigan. It's like a 530-mile drive. We talked online for a little bit for about a month, and then I made plans to go up there. And I realized on the way up there, I had never seen anything of her family. She mm. had posted pictures of herself and her dog. That was it. I hadn't seen any of the, any of the family at all. But yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. You, you so at least I, ought to look at mom, you know, so you know what you're <laughs> what you're marrying into, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Well, I... I showed up, and this girl quite literally lived out in the woods. I oh. mean, we're talking northeastern woods of Wisconsin. It made Mayberry look like Dodge City on Saturday night. I mean, it was way out wow. there. And I, I pull up to her house, and she came bounding down the stairs, excited to see me. And we talked for 60 seconds outside. And then she walks me up to the house, and there's mom standing just inside the front door. And I'm like, like, oh. shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was her dad when he came home. Oh, um, gotcha. No, no so I... I see her mom through the screen door, and I'm like, oh, hi, uh, you must be mom. Hi. And we, we talked a little bit, and as I'm walking in the house, I look over to my right, and I see on their piano, there's a picture of another young lady who looked very, very familiar. Uh-oh. And I thought, okay, <laughs> that, that, that face looks really familiar. And I, I asked Marie, who became my wife, I'm like, um, is your sister on Christian Mingle as well, by chance? <laughs> She's like, why yes, why yes, she is, and I I don't remember what her sister's profile name was, but at the time I remembered it, and so I'm like, is your sister on Christian Mingle with such and such profile name? And she's like, why yes, she is. Sure enough, Uh-oh. the lady that I had said thanks but no thanks to was her older sister. Yay! Her older sister. Yes! Hallelujah! We don't believe in coincidences. This was ordained by the Holy Spirit. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was that was mildly embarrassing. But it was a relief though because her sister wasn't there. Her sister <laughs> that summer, that, her sister that summer had volunteered to serve for a couple of months at a Baptist youth camp out of state. Yeah, and she was she was, was she was suicidal because some jerk had had, had turned her down on Christian oh, Mingle. Geez. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she no, went so, to go find her. So I didn't have to meet her sister for like until like a month later, and when they came to Michigan. And so uh, it was. It took some of the pressure and some of the awkwardness off. But to this day, whenever I feel like teasing my sister-in-law, I remind her that she lost me to her younger sister. Yeah. <laughs> now, is it is it ever weird? Is it weird 
between no, guys? No, no, it's 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 totally fine. And actually, her sister wound up a couple years later meeting a dude on eHarmony. So okay, they, all right. Yeah, so the, so the two of them. There's only two. It's two siblings in the family, and both of them married a dude from the internet. So wow, uh, <laughs> married a dude from the internet. <laughs> yeah, that sounds way creepier than what it actually was. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's two good means. The great part of the story that that Stephen didn't tell is that on the wedding day, after um, the 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 minister announced uh, you're both married, he lifted the veil and it was the older sister. <gasps> so he had to work for another oh, seven no. years. Oh, <laughs> oh, a little Laban switch there, huh? Yes, yeah. it's an Old Testament story for those of you who don't know. It's <laughs> uh, go read it somewhere. It's in Genesis, I think, <laughs> somewhere yes. in there. <laughs> it's in the first know, part. Uh, seven years, nothing, man. We, we our first contact online was April 29th, twenty fourteen. April twenty ninth. Uh, we talked all through May. I met her in person on June second. I popped the question August thirteenth. We got married November fourteenth. Oh my goodness! Oh my yeah, goodness! I, See, that's the beauty of internet dating is like they get you all lined up and you're ready to go, right? I mean, it's just like, yeah. hey, and you we, match. There you yeah. go. And so, how much? You, how much did she cost you? That's, I don't remember what the subscription was. I think I paid for like, you could pay the subscription for like one, month by month, three months, six months, or a year. I think I paid like a three month subscription. So uh-huh. whatever their price was back so, then. So she, she wasn't people, that expensive. That's good. No, 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 no. She was, the, the trips, thank God gas was cheaper back then. My gosh. Uh, right. Traveling, <laughs> Be traveling a story, huh? I yeah. But uh, people have asked me, why did you marry her so quickly? What was the logic behind that? And I always respond because I had to marry her while she still believed I was the greatest guy in the world. Yes. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't keep that up very long. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. was a ruse I could not maintain. Sorry, lady. You, uh, you know, you signed the paper. So we're married for life. There you go. Yeah. yeah. yeah my, my kids look at me and my wife and they're like, mom, why? Why did you choose him? And she's like, that's why you don't get married at 18. Oh, she tells him, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's right. Yep. If you you can do yep. a lot better than me, Jenna, a lot better than me. If you just hang in there, you know. And uh, but no, I I had to get her before she got her her she she needed glasses and contacts. I had to get her before <laughs> she got her eye exam. So it was uh, it was very important. Well, anyway, thank you for bringing the word today, oh, brother. That was. Yeah, like, we should have had the organ playing in the background. Yeah, that. we should have. That was really good. Now it's time for some listener stories. All right. This segment is brought to you by Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. Did you know God made laughter and meant for us to enjoy it? And when you're laughing at clean humor, there's no guilt. It's refreshing. It's like eating mm. that no fat, no sugar ice cream, only it's more natural and your hands don't get sticky. So when you're done listening to that story show, go check out the Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. It's in several podcast directories, and it also can be found at bit.ly.com slash funny and clean. You'll find funny sketches, stories, bloopers, and more, and you'll even find a parody of a certain time-traveling sci-fi hero. That's Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. Ask for it by name. So yeah, guys, go check him out. He's a good, hard-working podcaster, and he deserves a few more uh, clicks and and downloads and visits. He works hard for the money. So I've anyway. done some uh, some voices for him. Yeah, so, I yeah. have too. I I I was Paul. Good stuff. So, or Peter. Paul. I was I, I was uh, John. No, wait. I I can't remember. He just does <laughs> I, a I've lot of work over there. Yeah, he does. Yeah, they're really good productions too. They they turn out really nice. What's the easiest choice you can make? 
window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, this story is called I Bit an Angel. It's from Michael, the not-yellow-haired dad. Yeah, I Bit an Angel. There she was, the girl of my dreams. Oh, by the way, I haven't mentioned this is part two of a series. (laughs) It's a theme show. Yeah. I for, kind of forgot that part. Uh, it's it's based on relationships. It's 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 called mates and dates, uh, dates and mates, or mates and dates. What? Yeah, dates and mates, part two. Uh, so I, I hope you gathered that from our featured story. I just started podcasting last week, so I'm a little behind. <laughs> Doing great, bud. Yeah, awesome. thanks. So there's gonna be episode three to this too. No, we we I think we've used everything up that we had. And if we didn't, if there's anything extra, we can weave it into a normal show. So anyway, there she was, the girl of my dreams. I didn't know that I was even looking, but I had found her. I was a freshman in college and it was still part of the youth group at my church, and I went mm. to the lock-in. Up to this point, my previous dating record was a girl in fifth grade that wanted to play hide-and-seek so she could kiss me behind a tree on the school playground. Whoa! And I attended prom my junior and senior years, so I was well-experienced in the language of love and relationships with three dates under my belt in the first 18 years of my life. I liked girls, but I was short, skinny, and felt unattractive. Couple my physical traits with a shy and introverted demeanor, and you have a recipe for a guy who figured singleness was the only option for him. She was new to our youth group, a guest, and the piranhas were already sniffing the new blood in the water. And just the sight of her made my tummy a bit queasy, my knees a bit weak, and my head swim. I had enormous emotions that I had never had before, and I didn't really know what to do with them. I was smitten. I had to speak to her, but every ounce of my squirrely self was trying to keep my complacency in check. Finally, I went over with my cousin and began to chat. And that's further than I ever got, man. If I had, if I was smitten, there was no way uh, I couldn't. I didn't I, talk it. Yeah, anyway. I couldn't do it. I just, I, I, I would, I'd chase them around the parking lot. That's what I'd do. <laughs> Throw a ball at him, right? Yeah, hit him with something. Here, here, I You're love so you. pretty. This rock no, will I, 
fly through I, the I, air. I picture James. I picture James being more like Ernest T. Bass throwing rocks through windows. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm a mess. Anyway, he says I got to know her a bit uh, vicariously through my younger yet somehow more confident cousin. She was only a freshman in high school, but I was, but she was held back because of learning a different language early on. Oh wow! Now she was an exotic sample of the rarely seen missionary kid. When our eyes met, it was as if she was wondering why I would even think to approach her. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> I was at <laughs> yeah. that time a couple of inches shorter than she was. Familiar with attention from guys, this girl was way out of my orbit, and she looked at me with disdain, asking oh. what grade I was in. She admitted thinking that I was only in eighth grade. I shyly, <laughs> I shyly showed her my university student ID as she scoffed at it. And she assumed it was a forgery. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Striking out much? I don't know. It's time oh. to go on eHarmony or whatever. Still unsure how to proceed. I tried to get to know her more because he can't take a hint. But my brain seemed to be like the Warner Brothers Tower from Animaniacs. We went to the bowling alley where a couple of the younger youth and I rode in the back seat while this angel and her friends sat in the front um, with my cousin driving, we got to the alley and I somehow had the brilliant idea of how to get her to notice and like me. So I went with my gut and I bit her on the leg. Oh, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. I bit her on the leg. I wish I could have turned into a bat and flown away. I'm still <laughs> embarrassed by my actions from that night. See, he didn't throw a rock. He bit her. He bit he her. Bit her. <laughs> I thought I thought you were being goofy for a second. That's actually in the story. That's what yeah. the story says word for word. I bit her on the leg. So what? it's a mature college age kid right there. Mm. Um, needless to say, we did not start dating that night. In fact, she actually started dating my cousin that night. And I went, <laughs> I went home telling my sister that I had found the type of girl I would like to marry. But I left out the detail of uh, biting her leg. And, um, and, and the action that I did that would prevent any such union. Well, store, surprise ending to this story. We have now been married for nearly 24 years with three kids, oh. having lived in four different countries. I waited nearly three years to date her, married her two years after that. Moral of the story, if you can't be good, be memorable. <laughs> but Apparently it works. Smart. But a dental impression is probably not the right impression to make on a girl. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's good. Michael, the not yellow haired dad. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Love it. That is awesome. That's a great story. <laughs> Makes, I feel the love in that. I yeah. mean, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, it's like a Rudy story, right? You know, the guy that plays, the little guy that plays football. Yeah. And he, and he gets finally to gets to play. Yeah. He gets a chance. Yeah. He's Michael, the not yellow haired dad, Rudy. He just needed some time to grow into his role. And, sh and that, that, that bitten, I almost said smitten angel, but a bitten <laughs> angel was waiting there in the wings for him the whole I time. A bitten angel. Wow. <laughs> I <laughs> bit a, a girl. I feel like this needs a disclaimer or something like, hey, kids, don't try this at home. Or, yeah, right, right. I bit a girl and I liked it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> That story show does not condone the biting of anyone. Yeah, don't bite people, people. Okay, kids. All right, we do have we we do have middle schoolers that listen, and they have teeth, from yeah. what I hear. So 
Don't don't never. bite your loved ones. Never. Never. John, you've never been bitten at your school or anything that you work at, have you? No, no, nope, nope. I have not. No, I have not. Mm. I've been bitten. When James started reading this as the title being Bitten Angel, I thought, what happened to John? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I've never been bitten that I can recall. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Good. Let's try to keep it that way. Um, yeah. Anyway, we got another story from Melody yes, Copenhagen. Yeah. All the way from Sprague, Sprague, Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. You know where Sprague is. is. Sprague, Sprague, Sprague. I don't know. I've never been to Connecticut. Yeah, neither have I. Ever. I need to visit, though. It sounds like a great place. In fact, one of the movies that I like to watch around Christmas time, uh, which is uh, White Christmas, Yeah, they go to Connecticut. So Hmm. maybe I should go to. Anyways, this is a social dance disaster, James. Oh, boy. Melody's got a great story for us today. So, hi, James and John. And I'll add Stephen, too. I didn't think I had any good stories to share until you announced the Dates and Mates episode. (laughs) Yes, turns out I had one after all. My family and I live in Connecticut, and my oldest sister had an online friend in her role-playing group. A single guy a couple years older than me who was living in Florida. This guy, Paul, is one of those incredibly likable people. You know, those kind. Yeah, like Like you. like, Like John, yeah. Yeah. Well, he started befriending me and my entire family from afar, and everyone took to him immediately. We were both in our 30s and single, so of course both of our families started applying the pressure for us to meet in person. Frankly, I think they just wanted Paul in the family. Oh. You know how it is, that family, they just kind of pressure you, right? Yeah, I, I, I got to admit, there's my, my best friend David Godbout has a granddaughter, and um, she's so cute and smart, and I want my son to marry her. Like I want, <laughs> I want to get with her family and arrange, go ahead and arrange the marriage. Because yeah, I, I feel about that. I want her as uh, my daughter. I I want her. She's just so great. She's so cute yep. and 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 brilliant and funny. And um, so anyway, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna make that happen eventually. Okay. How does, how does your son feel about that, James? Um, he doesn't know. But he doesn't know yet. But well, when he they, doesn't listen to the show, does he? No, he he hates <laughs> everything I do right now. Oh, my dad is so mean. Uh, well, hey, that's good. Then we can talk about this on the show and then help help you with those yeah, plans. Because yeah. uh, we'll work it yeah. out. We'll work it out. Work Go it ahead. Out. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, uh, they just wanted Paul and the family. So the chance came when uh, our local Burns Night celebration came up. Um, All around the world, people celebrate the birthday of a Scottish poet, Robert Burns. You know, the guy that wrote Auld Lang Syne, the traditional New Year's Eve song that nobody can sing the second verse to, and they just kind of mumble through it. You know, that that guy? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know there was a second verse, but yeah. I didn't either. I I actually didn't. And in fact, I didn't even know that somebody wrote the song. I thought it was just something that came about, but <laughs> some, some, I, a bunch of drunk people only, got together and started right. babbling yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Hey, this, this kind of sounds like up. a song. <laughs> I, we don't have Burns night in, in where I live. No, so. I'd never heard of it. This is new to me, but culture, yeah, is, culture a, is a good thing to be exposed to. So it is. And so apparently all around the world, they celebrate Burns night. And um, so, yeah. So Paul had heard lots of stories about how fun our Connecticut Burns night celebration was. With bands and kilts and playing bagpipes and good food, including haggis. You yes, had me at kilts. Haggis. 
You had me at kelp, boy. Um, you know what haggis is, James? Uh, it's a stomach guess, of sheep, right? Yeah, with all sorts of stuff chopped up and it's baked it's, in the stomach. It's, yeah, it's not for me. Is is what it yeah. is. That's what it is. It, it, <laughs> is it like gospel music? To it's you, like James? I was about to say. Saying? It's like Stephen's music. It's not for me. <laughs> Sinner. Yeah. Sinner. I actually do know what haggis is, but I I know about it from uh, Wilson on Home Improvement. That's where I got it. Oh, okay. oh, he references it in an episode. So, well, I I I saw how they make it on uh, how it's made. Oh, I love those shows. Those I love great. those shows too. And it, it turns out black when it's cooked. It's kind of <laughs> <scary>. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, I'm, I'm- they had that at this Burns night, including social dancing, and so Paul decided to fly up all the way from Florida to attend the party and meet us all. He went straight from the airport to my sister's house where he would be staying the night with her family. And I finally met him at the Holiday Inn where the Burns Night Party was going to be held. Guys, he was in full Scottish garb. Yes! Yes! I mean, tilt. Yes! Knee-high wool socks, fancy jacket, little hat, and all. And he was also about 60 pounds heavier than he is now. Why would you put that in the story? <laughs> I don't know. Why would you well, put that a, in the story? It's got to be important. Okay? As a fat man, I I object. You don't you don't put that in the story. But anyway, go ahead. Well, Melody says he's still not a small framed guy to this day, <laughs> uh, and I've I've never seen quite a sight uh, of a big man in a kilt and it's like a giant a, leprechaun. A Scottish guy. Uh, now, I had mentioned social dancing. It's a bit like square dancing where the couples line up and face each other, and sometimes they pair off and dance around the room. And since most of us are complete amateurs, there is a lady with a microphone calling out to each of you the things that you need to do, like step to the right, hop, lean in, twirl the lady around. You know, you get the idea, right? Mm, mm. It's a lot of exercise, and usually I was never able to find a partner for every dance. See, I have lots of energy, and I wore out all of my former dates at the previous <laughs> burn night. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I could not keep up. Even pretty fit guys had trouble keeping up. I need to sedoon! <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it! I just can't do it! <laughs> well, before the dancing part of the night began, my older sister and I went off to the bathroom together. You know how girls do. We traveled to the restroom in groups so we can chat. She asked me what I thought of Paul. I said, he seems enthusiastic. I'm going to put him through his paces. (laughs) I will ask him to dance every single dance with me. Oh, man. (laughs) I didn't know why my sister was grinning, but I discovered later that it was because Paul had told her, I really want to impress Melody. I'm going to dance with her every time she asks me to. <laughs> so they were they were both making a plot and neither one knew it. Am I understanding? Yes, correctly? yes. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> She's making a plot to make him die and he's, and he's willing to die. To die for <laughs> the things we do for love. Ah, the oh, things yes. we do for love. The next morning at my sister's house, Paul got up and bent over to make the couch bed up. Uh, like a good guest would. And the overexertion from the dancing and his usually sedentary lifestyle took a sudden and disastrous effect on him. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Something went pop <laughs> and he couldn't straighten up. Oh, no. 
Fast oh, forward dear. 20 minutes and he's at the emergency room <laughs> in terrible pain. Yes, oh. he had done it. He danced every dance and I had broken him. <laughs> 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 but his tenacity paid off because we will celebrate our fourth anniversary this May, and every Burns night we dance every dance. I hope this made you smile, and I hope it makes it on the show. Oh, Melody uh, that is this, amazing. This story left me with so many questions. I've got, I've got questions. Uh, uh, first, when it, when he said um, that Paul felt something pop, my first thought was, was it like his Scottish sock girdle or something? Like what's that? <laughs> <laughs> that was my back, boy. And then, I yeah. broke it. Uh, and then early on, early on in the story, she said um, that he was dressed out in full Scottish garb. That leaves me with a couple more questions. One, did it include a set of bagpipes? Because oh. are you are you really Scottish in full Scottish garb unless you're carrying bagpipes That's and playing true. Amazing Grace out of tune? Like, yeah. isn't that kind of prerequisite? That is that is the stereotype. Yeah, yeah. And then, I, we probably uh, offended some Scottish people on that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> sorry. Okay. We love you, Scottish uh, people. We love you, yes, Scottish garb. And then the big one, the big one, did he wear underwear with the kilt? That's what I've always well, wondered about. That's between yeah. him and the Lord. That's kind of personal, don't you yeah. think, Stephen? Yeah, I'm not checking. <laughs> yeah, I'm not checking either. They hired a guy at the front door. They're like, okay, you need to lift your skirt before we let you in. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I have, to my knowledge, no Scottish ancestry, but... I have a very, very high percentage of Finnish ancestry in my background, and my wife has a very high percentage of um, Swedish. Mm-hmm. And then one of my older brothers pointed out to me when we were dating, actually when we were engaged, he pointed out that in the 1100s, the Swedes enslaved the Finns. Oh, no. He's like, does, oh. that, he's like, does that bode really well for your future marriage? I'm not sure if oh, it does. Goodness gracious. <laughs> goodness gracious. Well, Melody, thank you for that. I love now that, now that I've broken you, I'll marry you. Uh, <laughs> I've got you well, I want the you. dancing has paid off because he's lost 60 pounds since then. That's amazing. Congratulations yeah. on that, dude. I that's that's where I'm heading to. I'm halfway there right now, actually. You need to go to Burns Night. I do. I do. Yeah. Well, this one's called Literally Hitting on a Guy by Uh-oh. Kelly from Southeastern Pennsylvania. I am currently married and quite happily expecting a third baby. All right, congrats. Mm. Yeah, congratulations. But I, but my family has long teased me for, quote-unquote, interesting dating experiences. When I was around 18 mm. or 19, I was driving my dad's car home from the bank when I just barely tapped the rear bumper on the car in front of me. Of course, that ocean of panic rose up in me. That money I just deposited mentally evaporated in seconds. The other driver and I pulled to the side into the bank parking lot and out of the car steps this really good looking dude. I was so frazzled with nerves from the bump. And I was also totally noticing that this guy is really good looking that I didn't even know what to do. (laughs) So instead of exchanging insurance info, I ended up just giving him my number. (laughs) He was really (laughs) sweet saying it's, it's just a scratch. It's tis a scratch. I, I don't know why everybody's Scottish now, but <laughs> Scottish for the rest of the night. <laughs> we parted. So, uh, so a few days later, I get a call. Hi, Kelly. It's Brad, the guy you hit with your car. Well, it turns out the damage is a bit worse than I thought. So, if you'd like to go out for coffee, we can talk about it. Well, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Whoa. Let's not dwell on the fact that I actually believe that the car was more damaged and that this wasn't just another pickup line. So Brad took me out for a bite and we played Frisbee golf and I was awful at it never got a second date, but neither car needed repair. So I call it a win. 
<laughs> over a decade later, I am still getting teased by my family that hitting on someone doesn't mean actually hitting them with your car. Yes. <laughs> Love the show. Keep it up, my friends. Kelly from Southeastern Pennsylvania. That's oh, right. Oh, man. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's, a well. way, it's a way to get a date. <laughs> Men, don't yeah. try that one, though. That's creepy. You're just like, hey, there's a hot, hot model up there in front of me. I'll just, I'll just rear end that the car and boom, I get a date. Yeah, you'll have a date, all right, in court. In court. <laughs> anyway, ah, oh, Colleen's got a great story for us. Yes, almost strip searched. Is this is this safe and clean enough to read on this? Uh, Absolutely. This Absolutely. Okay. Uh, th- okay. That's the word almost. Almost. Okay. On a wonderful trip to California's Napa Valley, my husband brought me uh, bought me a ceramic plate shaped like a cluster of grapes that had a small knife. It was a pretty cheese plate. Oh. Yeah. On our return trip home, I wanted to make sure it didn't get broken, so I wrapped it up in paper and shoved it in between layers of clothes in one of our suitcases. I then forgot about it. On the day of our return flight, we checked the large suitcases, and we each grabbed one of our two carry-on bags. As we go through the security check, I make it through with no problems, and I'm headed to the waiting area when I look back and notice my husband is not behind me. Mm. On further investigation, I see him being manhandled by security oh. and his carry-on bag being ransacked. Oh, man. Every, <laughs> every traveler's worst nightmare, right? They're <laughs> opening up the bag and looking through it. What you got in there, buddy? Well, for a good 15 minutes, I watch as he is everything but strip-searched. <laughs> everything but. Then I see... Uh, the cause for such great alarm, it's the cheese plate knife, Oh, James. no! This little tiny knife, mind you, was no more than a short butter knife, and it wasn't even serrated. <laughs> but because of the lack of serration, uh, he was allowed to keep it. Oh. He came out of the security chamber with smoke coming out of his ears. Mm. Not a happy camper, says Colleen. I looked at him, and I tried to lighten the moon. Mood, honey, I said, I guess they know how dangerous it can be when you cut the cheese. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> James, where's the want, want, want? Uh, I played this one instead. Uh, it, oh, it, was, it was hard to hear, but it was in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Man. Thank you, That's Colin. That's good. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was good. How dangerous is he when he cuts the cheese? He's pretty dangerous, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Flying you know, I was I was at lunch today with a bunch of pastors, and uh, I was like, "What in the world do I have in common with these guys? They're all pastors, and I'm a pastor, but I don't really preach. I, I just fill in once a month at a church, you know, and I help out here and there, and I, I do outreach in a ministry and blah blah blah. But I, I don't preach every week. I have nothing in common. I'm a podcaster, I'm an artist, but as the crowd dwindled down, there was just a few guys, and one of them started telling a fart story. And I reached well, into my first pu- fart story. Yes, about how he farted uh, in a in a grocery store, and one of his pastor bosses came up and and started talking to him, and then smelled it, and it was just it was really funny. You would have loved it. <laughs> and I just reached into my pocket and pulled out of that story show business card and just laid it in front of him. I'm like, here, this is for you. <laughs> yeah, you need I, to tell that story. <laughs> just just write that up and send it in. That would be great. 
Anyway, we have a story from Evan. Nice little Monday. <laughs> this one's this one's savage. It just is savage. You'll see. Oh and, and, and and really only men are gonna get this one to, to the full effect, I think. Hey, James and John, my date story takes place several years ago. At the time I had Mondays off, and my wife and I took the opportunity to have a little day date. So after having lunch, we walked around downtown. We visited a couple of shops, and I ended up buying a couple of shirts. And as I walked down the street with my wife swinging my shopping bag, I remarked to my wife, we're having a nice little Monday. Well, we happened to be walking past a grizzled gentleman sitting in a doorway across the sidewalk from his motorcycle. When he heard my comment, he looked up from his phone with such a look of disgust. <laughs> well, I felt like the world's <laughs> biggest sissy. <laughs> I just <laughs> having a nice little Monday. Isn't it sweet? <laughs> it's precious. I just love you so much, honey bun. I hung my head in shame and I told my wife I needed a tattoo now, but I never got one because I'm too big of a wimp. <laughs> Hope you liked my story, Evan. So. <laughs> nice little Monday. We're just having a nice little Monday. <laughs> Boy, you need to keep walking. Oh, man. Take your Monday somewhere else. We don't Take have your nice Mondays. Mondays are terrible around here. Oh, <laughs> man. I can relate because I am so not macho at all. Like in a room full of guys, the only thing I've got going for me is I can grow facial hair like nobody's business. But uh, <laughs> if they start talking about sports or start wrestling or anything to do with guy stuff, golf, I, I just don't care. Cars. You know, any of them. Yeah. I just, I want to talk about Marvel movies. I want to talk about yeah. podcasting, you know, and I want to talk about ventriloquist dummies. I mean, that's really <laughs> the only yeah. things that I enjoy. Well, I, I spend my whole career talking to them, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wondering this whole show. Are you, are you moving your mouth when you talk? Yeah. Are you ventriloquizing now? now? <laughs> I, I am now. Yeah. But, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. He's, he's throwing his voice. He's, he's he's throwing his voice. John's not even here, you guys. It's it's been him the whole time. So yeah, only only non ventriloquists actually use that term. Like, uh, there's no actual voice throwing involved. It's like uh, it's like a holdover from like vaudeville days. Okay. Huh. Yeah. The only other, the only other reference to that is there's there's a sort of a thing called distant ventriloquism, mm -hmm. which is the idea of you trick people into thinking that a voice is coming from somewhere else. Like you know you. Uh it's even then you're not really throwing your voice it's more of a deceptive get them to look over there and make them think the voice came from over there basically yeah um mm. like make them make them think make them think that the the dummy's talking before he gets out of the box that kind of thing or yeah yes. or or it's really great though if you're at a funeral make them think that the corpse is talking that works <laughs> oh, <geez. great. laughs> gosh but, let me out let me out <laughs> he's uh, in there guys uh, uh, for my family, throwing your voice is just another euphemism for farting. So, yes, <laughs> of course. Your my butt, mom your was always voice. About, yeah. yeah. So, sorry about that. I have a dream. Oh. Uh, dream. Well, I got a story from TJ. All right. Guys, I, I saved it for you. Talking about farting is about bad breath. So, this is the bad breath, baby. TJ Bunkhall. I had a girlfriend back in February, and her breath really stank. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> bad when they use the word stank. Dang. That's a great opener. <laughs> yeah. It's like the difference between naked and naked. You know, naked right. <laughs> naked just means you don't have any clothes on and everybody's naked, but naked means you ain't got no clothes on and you up to something. 
you know? <laughs> and so stink. Stink just smells. Stink is just smells. Stank is like ornery. It's like after you. It's coming after you. It it wants to get on you. So thank thank you, James, for settling that. As a Yankee, I've never understood the difference. And now I now I understand. <laughs> hey, it. There you go. go. There you go. Just need to hang out with us southern boys here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Continue, John. Uh, here you go. Well, so TJ explains further. He says her breath really stank. I could almost taste it. When ah! <laughs> because your kiss is on my list. <laughs> on my list of terrible things. Anyway, <laughs> he says it was nasty. I was I was trying to decide how to tell her. I was considering breaking up with her over. <laughs> Let's get her break up with her because of how bad her breath was. That's terrible. But it seemed like a jerk move to break up with a girl over bad yeah, breath, how right? Yeah, how are you going to have that conversation? Yeah, it's you. It's not me. It's you. <laughs> Your breath. Your breath is stank. Do you it's know the stank. difference between stink and stank? It's like naked and naked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if she's a Yankee, she won't get it. Yeah. She won't. Uh, you know, right? Well, TJ's got a wise roommate. He says, uh, my roommate suggested that I gave give her a piece of gum. Oh, well, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, yeah. I, that's brilliant. Some I was going to do it. But as we were discussing our next date, she, she said that she wanted to break up. Oh. Yeah. That she, she wasn't ready for a relationship oh, good. with a man who had such sweet smelling breath. So, no, he didn't write that. I said that. Uh, but he says, hey, it saved me a stick of gum. So there <laughs> Pack you go. of gum is more like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, think of the money that you saved because all that money you're going to have to be investing in gum every time you went out on a date. She can't even talk because, here, have another stick. Have another stick. Yeah. That one's worn off. Yeah. <laughs> his only hope would be to work gum into his weekly budget after that. Mm, yeah. There you go. Yeah, she couldn't take a hint. Anyway, this one's called Devout Dummy. <laughs> hey, is this one of uh, Stephen's friends? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Samantha Rothschild writes, I thought I would share my Christian Mingle story since you were curious about the oh. app. Yeah. And yes, they have lots of check boxes for exactly what kind of Christian you identify as, along with the types that you would like to connect with. Apparently, mm-hmm. I was not selective enough when I filled out my profile because Uh-oh. I must have checked the crazy check box in the attributes I wanted in a potential mate. I matched with a man who seemed very nice and very devout. I should have known it would never work because he was a cat person and I was most decidedly a dog person. And Mm. uh, that does make you better than him. So at the time, I was a single mother of a teenager and not interested in having any more children. In fact, I had had all my internal baby-making equipment removed. That's a nice way to put it. Ages 10 and up. Yeah. Um, the factory was closed for good. The fact that I didn't want any more children was clearly stated in my profile. And after talking to this gentleman for a while, I even shared with him that I had had that surgery. However, he still began to talk about us having children someday. Whoa. And I asked if he meant adopting because that was something I had considered, but he assured me that he wanted his own biological children. I reminded him that I was not able to do that. Well, he responded that he wanted us to pray, to pray for my uterus and ovaries to grow back so that we could have a child naturally. Oh, remember when Jesus did that in the new Testament? (laughs) It was Lazarus. I think Lazarus woke up and he's like, I'm a, (laughs) I'm alive and I can have children now. (laughs) 
I think that's how it went. The factory's back open. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. I never could do this before. Uh, anyway, never mind the fact that we'd only been talking on the phone for a couple of months, so it was entirely too early to be planning our children together. And I fully believe in the miraculous power of the Lord, but I did not want my uterus back. That's why I paid to have it removed. It was a bit too much for me. Needless to say, things didn't work out. Samantha Rothschild. <laughs> so, <laughs> congratulations on trapping a weirdo, a devout dummy. So, <laughs> And you guys thought I was weird for making a tattoo joke? That's like- <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what I was wondering, because, you know, the Christianity spectrum also goes another way, and that's people that have sense, and then people that just think they have to pray before they select a soda, you know? (laughs) It's like, Jesus, I was going to get a Diet Coke, but I felt the Holy Spirit telling me to get a a Sprite, so I got a Sprite, you know? And, uh, you know, so how do you, how do you, you know, do do you select crazy people? Or, or can you get away from that? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. Apparently, there's a checkbox for it. Apparently. You know what? I appreciate uh, uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show this week. You're awesome. And I want to mention again for everyone who is listening that you can go over to Stephen uh, Forster. Look him up on any of the music apps. And go to ForresterMinistries.com for more information. Appreciate it, Stephen. We appreciate you. And it is time for us to say goodbye to all our company, M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Whatever your story is, we want it. Email or audio, thatstoryshow at gmail.com. You know where the website is, thatstoryshow.com. Review the show on review.nlcast.com. And thanks to our patrons with your support. With special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Carrie Wright, and Christopher Tynan. Support the work we do and get more from your favorite podcast today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed, don't get depressed, just think, hey, this belongs on That Story Show. We'll see you guys next time. We'll see you next week. This has been another great theme show. Thank you so much, John. Thank you, Stephen. Appreciate you. This has been great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure. With the John Steinklobber. I'm going to have to change my website name now. Uh, So, Stephen, I I assume you don't have a tattoo, do you? Uh no. <laughs> no, I didn't think so. If you did Are get you one, considering one, what would it be? <laughs> uh probably be a picture of John's face. Oh. <laughs> Where? <laughs> I was thinking it would just be, be two simple words, all uppercase, cursive font, no tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> John, uh, only ask questions that you really want the answers to. <laughs> oh man. Good job. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> Christian Mingo, if you're single. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.